0: You feel it's already a bad joke. Yeah. And you're like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Why didn't you do it? It's not going to prove it to myself. You got to show yourself that it's bad. Yeah. Had yeah. you been wrong? I had it a few times, and that's why I did it. So, this is haircut number two. Haircut number two, man. I'm haircut. excited. Number two. I'm sipping a coffee because it's that time of the afternoon when uh, I need to really intake up uptick my intake of espresso. So I think there's what, four shots in here. I heard you I heard you say it the other morning when we met at the gym that you did you were on cup number fourteen. I usually max out around fourteen. By the way, it was it was funny to run into you at the gym. Yeah. I just love that you were on the stairmaster. Okay wearing Crocs yeah, yeah yeah I'm convinced you don't own any other shoes because every time I've seen you uh-huh. either here at the house you know across town at the gym uh-huh or on stage you're in Crocs yeah yeah that's kind of been uh that's by design by design uh, yeah <laughs> I thought I, awesome. I they're just
1: really comfortable they're amazing and what I did it's it for me it was like a uh when I quit building power lines. So the reason I started wearing Crocs and it's I've, I've done, I've done comedy for, uh, over five years and I've never stepped on stage without a pair of Crocs. Like your lucky blanket, kind of. But it, it, what it started was, uh, I built power lines all day yeah. in steel toes and steel toes are wildly uncomfortable yeah. to a certain point to help my, get myself out of the work mode, like take off your work clothes yeah. and go into what was show and play mode and, yeah. uh, and going on stage and doing open mics. To get myself comfortable to forget about you know if i still have my steel toes on i'm still like in work mode and i'm still like either tired there was something about taking those off you put a f- good pair of crocs on and you just feel loose and you feel silly and, I and it. it would help me get me into the moment and i've carried that on now i'm being hard-headed about it because there's stuff that like i'm filming something big or i'm going to the mothership and there's people definitely they're like i mean it in some ways it brings a little bit of unprofessionalism but I'm like, hey, if if you think that, like, you're 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 thinking wrong about it. Are you playing mother shit? Uh So I've done four sets there now. Nice. So uh, between open mics and callbacks, that's a place where like somebody got asked to to not wear slides. They didn't tell me anything about it. Yeah, so. it's it's me and it's closed toed. I think that's important. People don't need to see your toes when you're on stage.
0: There are some nastiest fucking feet out there. Dark, bad, dude. And I mean, I try to keep. If you if you take a peep at the
1: old. I mean, they're not great. There's hair on them, so that's
0: <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> quick waxing job. Uh, yeah, uh, well, I think they're they're foreign bodies of hair. Uh, I it's from my head on that one. They make me feel comfortable, and they're a great pair of shoes. You know, they don't. They do make you feel comfortable.
0: I just to know that there was like so cool looking croc that came out. I was like, okay. I think I could get myself wearing those. Well, I mean, these right here are about as as high tech as it gets when it comes to Croc. It wasn't about the high tech; it was just something that didn't really quite look so Croc-like. I love that you have the Harry Potter. Oh yeah, it's for my uh, bit. Your... Yeah, it's for my
1: bit. Somebody brought it to to a show. I had a a they them one on this side. That whole Harry
0: Potter thing, yeah, is it's 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 so funny. I would never have thought of. Redneck fan fiction. So um, haircut number two. Yeah. Hair's clean this time. Last time we had to like wash the, uh, we had to wash. I had rape coming back. I we, just come we, back. We literally washed the, way, the racetrack out of it. And you shaved the mustache, man. Yeah.
1: Mustache is gone. I do it every once in a while. I think it's just, it gets to the point where it's so bushy and big. Yeah. That I'm just like, no, I, I, I look old. And to me, I start looking like I'm in my, I don't know, 30s or 40s. And it ain't there yet. I think once I get old, I'm going to have a really nice mustache, Santa, Eli- Sam Elliot style. Oh yeah, my my grandpa had an amazing mustache, yeah. and uh, it's something I I'll, I'm going to do one day.
0: Yeah, but for now, I'm like, look, show him the moneymaker. maker. I was looking at um an old photo, uh, Buffalo Wild Bill. Yeah, and I was like, man, I wish I had that kind of mustache. Like he has a mustache. I mean, I'm I'm in in spirit. My facial hair is. Of that, then, yeah. but he had it like where it comes down. It has like a little goat kind of comes down. Nice manicure, big mustache. He had long hair. Yeah. That? Ooh. I if I was a if I was gonna be a cowboy, uh huh, I'd want to be that right there. That guy. Right yeah. There. Yeah. yeah. We took the sides short. Yeah. Just kind of worked the top into the back. Um, what was working out for you? What has not been working out for you? Man, putting
1: it putting the product in, uh, sopping wet. Yeah. And then I use this. Curl cream, I know. Well, yeah, I wanted to play around with it, Look, never use that one. Uh, and it's a conditioner, so it's not a. It's not like an. I mean, you just use conditioner. This is, this is the only thing I use. Okay, uh, just you need to put it in and let it dry, and just let it dry when I'm on my way to the club. My I don't have AC in my truck, and so because uh, uh, I'm trying to work on selling tickets, so I give me a nice car. Uh, <laughs> I just need so, an AC fixed. Oh. Uh, it, 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 it's it's you have to for Texas but for now I have to roll down with my windows down and, and so you I kind of leave I kind of leave it wet and then yeah. on my way into town it's like 20 minutes and if it starts getting like way too blown out I'll just roll up the windows a little bit and if I have to when I get to the club I'll wet it again just lightly just yeah. wet my hands four or five times Yeah, do this a little bit It'll reactivate it a bit and but I mean dude it just falls it's just been falling into place well I don't like this kind of blown out look I don't think I want it tight want tight curls in the back.
0: All right. So, okay. So let's gonna this together. Uh, all right. So if you want to have more tightness, right? In your curls. Yeah. A uh, few things. One, length is going to affect that, right? And it's a simple gravity, right? The longer something is, the more weight it becomes, which means it's not, it's going to get pulled down because of gravity. Yeah. Physics. Now, if I go through and make this a little shorter, right? It's going to th- bring up. Okay. And it's going to get more tighter curl. Now, it's only going to go as tight as your curl will allow oh, it. Right? So if you have a bigger curl with your hair, like you have a much bigger curl, but like down here, you got some some nice little tight ones right down in here. So so that's hopeful. The other thing, too, that could also be happening with your hair, too, Dean, is that the hair that's at the end cool. um, may be much drier. Okay, And when hair gets dry and it doesn't have moisture, it doesn't start so response. A couple of things you could be doing is, one, not washing your hair as frequently. With like, weed what? <laughs> I think I'm doing that. Okay. <laughs> um, The other thing is rinsing your hair and then applying conditioner in. Okay. I I mean, I've been on my curl journey because I'm just, for the last, like, what? Maybe a year I've been wearing my hair more natural, right? Okay. Um, I've found that when I... Rinse and then put conditioner and then red sat out and then i mean because i'm diffusing my hair i'm using a hair dryer okay so that is going to help that's going to be pulling moisture out not the water moisture but the actual moisture of your hair out you know because heat. Mm-hmm. heat is not the greatest for your hair right it also can help make your hair get tighter okay so the diffuser i think because when i diffuse your hair it had a lot more tightness to it it did and so by using a diffuser on your hair that's going to help make your hair get Tiger. Now, if I remember, I mentioned that like last time that if you got one of those like blow dry bonnets. Yeah. You just put your hair up in there and turn on the dryer and in 10 minutes. Your hair going to be good. Okay. So you could just be sitting, checking, responding to your DMs, S- sliding into others <laughs> in your total Chico, and then you'd be good. Okay. A hair dryer doing that, the quality of it's not going to matter. Okay. You just need to make sure that you can put that blow dryer on a low speed, and not the highest heat setting. So if it doesn't get that hot, to, if it doesn't get that hot to begin with, you're fine. Okay. But if it's like my Dyson, which will get really hot, you wanna, you need to kick it down a notch or two. Okay. Um, but when I'm using the diffuser, I keep it all the way up. It's just because of the, um, the connection that heat, the way it works, and there's no place for that heat to go. So I tried this out on myself where I actually put, like, screw you, directions. Yeah. I'm not listening to you. I'm gonna turn it. High heat, I'm gonna keep the speed on all, all high too. And man, I thought I burned like all my hair off. Really? Well, well I couldn't see anything. My scalp was like sunburn. It was so hot, I had to take it off. And it was like, really. Like, so what did I learn? I could run like I was embarrassed, I'm an idiot. Well, I mean, I knew that, but it was like, don't do that. So there's, cause like, when I keep this thing on, my, my blow drop pointing to it, which cause it's like right here. When I use that and it's hot, it's escaping into the environment. Yeah but if it, there was nowhere to go, it would be really, really hot. Yeah, it's like when you have an oven and it's 350 degrees and it's really hot, but if you leave that open, it's still pumping out the same temperature to keep it 350, yeah. but it's escaping, so it feels like 200. Yeah. That's how a blow dryer versus the bonnet will work. Okay. So you wanna get a cooler. That's part of its styling part is cutting. So what are some of the, the things that you don't wanna do? Was there anything that we did last time that you're like, you know what, Uh, I don't like that, and let's not do it this time? No, I don't think so. I mean, I I think staying with the –
1: I like the poofy. Yeah. I like the poofy look to it for sure. I don't want, like, extreme – you know, like, like we're, okay, I hate to use them as an example, but uh laser where it's like, it, it I don't, I don't like that skin tight. And then just
0: like, yeah, it's his look though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Since I've cut your, I've cut your hair and I've been like watching your, your Instagram and your updates. And when I see you doing like stand up and all that, here's the thing that I noticed is see how this is a little weighted right here. I'm like, can we knock this off? And then that's going to make your top look higher Okay, because these pieces are up here. And if you're styling your hair up to great, but if it falls flat, then these are going to stick out this way and it's going to subtract from the poopiness. Yeah. Okay. So I'm saying if we just shave down these little pieces right here. Okay. Like right now, if you were to go on stage, your top part would look more popped. See how that looks? Yeah. And then you do this and then it doesn't look as, Perfect. I like it. And then you don't mind if I have a little creative licensing to try and get these curls to pop here on the back. Hundred percent. All right. What about the length? I like the length.
1: I like. I want to keep it around. Like I don't want it like down my back. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, because if you did pull it, it does go down. I mean. Yeah. No. So, oh, if you lengthened it, it is long. But yeah. when it's when it's curled up, yeah. I like it where it's like right at my shoulders or
0: right below. Okay. Awesome. I think it's a little too gaudy to have down your back. Well, if you go, if you go, or it sits right here, yeah, those curls will also make this part look quiet, too. Yeah, so okay. if you ask what you're into, then I'd say you want to hover right around your shoulders, for sure. So uh, so what's the new in your world, man? We got the uh, People You Know coming out on...
1: <coughs> no, you it- may the 21st.
0: <laughs>
1: By the time this thing is, is on, it'll probably be after the 21st. Come on with it. So we got the new show coming out called People You Know. To me, Bianca, and Uncle Laser, We're going out and meeting people. Bianca. Do uh, Dude, Bianca's really funny.
0: I'm gonna clean up your, your net first before I wet everything
1: down. Do you wanna take this uh, uh, chain off? No, you're good, man. I've known Bianca for, since she, st- so she started technically in LA. Okay. And moved down here. Yeah. And I mean, I met her, I think, her first night in town. I watched her grow, I mean, just continually to surprise everybody. Because uh, we all suck when we start, you know. We were at a similar stage, and it was like every time, every time I turned around, she was doing better and better and better, and continues to do that. And that's really, it's really cool to have a friend that's that's doing that. You know, yeah. Good Lord, is that all coming from my neck? That's yeah, that's all the <laughs> T Wolf man. I An mean, uh, opportunity to see somebody in stand up go from you know the the bottom to to you know puta tributa oh where they're at right now. Yes, is it's really cool. The same thing with Laser. His has been a lot less where he's only been in it for six months to a year.
0: But he's made huge improvements. Yeah, his Instagram follows is like 100 to 1,000. Like, how does that happen? He's a dynamic force, man. He's a,
1: he's a, something that you don't get a Laser once in a lifetime. I've only
0: like watched the one time I saw him at the uh, keep. Creeching cave, right? Uh Huh? Yeah. Or sand. And and I've just, you know, his online persona, right? I'm going to call it that. So I'm going to reference another comedian. You can just tell me if I'm way off on this. So with Andrew Dice Clay, that was a character he had developed based off of the guys he grew up with in New York. This like Italian American machismo kind of thing, right? I suspect, and this is just my hunch, there's no separation between the online persona the character or the comedian you see on stage. I I don't get that that is a conscious, like, Andy, uh, Andy Kaufman creation. That I, I feel like that is, like, maybe it's just, like, maxed out at 10 volume or up to 11, but, like, I think that I, I just get that, like, that's just him. Yeah. Also, he's uh, authenticity, and I think that's what people are saying. <laughs> Imagine Andrew Dice Clay being Andrew Dice Clay 100% of the time, Yeah. That's he, what I had. He lives, he lives around an eight. Okay. So like, I mean. On 10, it's just.
1: Oh. And I got to tell him all the time, my dog is too much. <laughs> yeah. Even during this show, you can see, I think that's a, a funny dynamic on the show. I live with him. So it's 24 seven, you know, if he's not on the road or something. And I've had a lot of my friends uh, and comedians like, right. dude, that's got to be too much to live with. And he's. He's a
0: good guy. No, I get that. I'm not, I'm not, it has nothing to do about character. I was yeah. just saying that there is, like, okay, so, like, I'm around a lot of guys in rock bands, you know? Yeah. And some of the the people, like, are just really mellow, and then you see them on stage, and you think they're just me, you know? And then you meet them, and you're like, oh, they're actually, like, totally not like it. Yeah. And then there's individuals you meet, and they are, like just as intense Ooh. off the stage as they were on the stage. And I feel like from being around that, I was able to like pick up pretty quickly. I was like, I this, uh, this does not feel like it's a skit or an act or like a, a bit he's just playing into for a camera and a stage like this sems and he loves every bit. Oh yeah. And I think that's what people I think that's what people fuck with is
1: authenticity,
0: especially today's era. You know? We talked a little bit about that. Like and it's funny, like that conversation left me really thinking about you know you're gonna find your tribe somewhere, yeah, you know, it may everybody joins a band in his lot, yeah, like it may take you a little longer to figure out where that is and who it is, and it may be like the most unlikely people or say you you never maybe gave the time of day with you're like, oh shit, these guys are actually ain't that bad, yeah, but I think that if that's something I think everyone's afraid to be themselves, they are. And it's weird because I feel like that's like the juxtaposition right now in society is like, there's, there's like this uh, meme. It's like, be who you are. Be, be your, your authentic self. Yeah. But don't be at the same time. Cause, but, but be the, I said, be the uh, authentic self that uh, we approve of, whatever, whatever that is. And I, and I think that we approve of it changes like from your group of friends or family, try to be. Who people want you to be you're gonna
1: drive yourself crazy just like hey look I'm just gonna be me and every decision I make could be a bad one
0: yeah and you know you learn from it and move on and you grow you need to get like a nice softy tingling brush okay that's so what it, it, it's uh because what it does is it helps take off those knots a little bit more gentle so what happens is when you rip through a knot the hair snaps right and then where it snaps it likes to collect other hair. It's like velcro. Uh, so, so then, what happens is more hair. Then you keep ribbing. more. You, you you understand the vicious cycle, yeah. And that's what happens. Like this soft bristle brush is like really awesome for not having the knots. Dude, when I see the hair disappear, it's like who is it? It's like that photo you posted of you when you're doing line. Uh, oh, line work. Yeah. I was gonna say uh, that photo of you doing lines, but that would that doesn't sound <laughs> right. <laughs> People get it. Yeah, no, people like that. Well, you know, he is a comedian. I wouldn't be the first comedian Young mullet. I also know that you you drive. I do you yeah, drive yeah. across the country. For now, I I might have quit again. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> the yeah. point is, is when you drive late at night. Had you ever been driving and looking at that night nice guy and that something just. You've seen any unexplained paranormal paranormal activity in the sky? Yes, I have. I really want to know this because I grew up loving the X Files. Yeah. So I every time I talk, I meet somebody who's a truck driver, mm-hmm. um, who's who's ever worked in the Navy or pilot. Okay, those are like my go tos I just wonder, like, have you seen anything that you cannot explain? Because that's truly the definition of the UFO. For Sure, I mean, UFO does not mean alien aircraft, whatever unidentified, yeah. which means we don't know what it is. And the an aircraft, I mean, I've driven through uh Arizona,
1: uh New Mexico, that trek that yeah, I just got back from Sonoma. So I went from uh I went from Chattanooga, Tennessee, all the way to Sonoma, California. You can only drive 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. and so you got to stick to that. You have a you know, you got to you have a book that you have to keep. And if you log, yeah, log book, e log. I I was working with an e log. I went back to paper book just because it's a lot easier. So you kind of decide if you want to drive at night partially or. The problem is it gets to the point where, like, probably past 8 o'clock, good luck finding a place to park your truck. And if you keep pushing past that, now you're illegally running. What do you mean you're illegally running? You're, I mean, past your 12 hours. Oh, okay. I thought I will make I don't remember there being, like, a time you couldn't drive the trucks. No, you can drive any time. That's what I saw, yeah. There's a ton of times where it gets to the point where it's like, I mean, there's literally nowhere to park. Yeah. Every truck stop is full. Every rest stop is full. And... You can't park on the side of the road. You, know? you used to do that at one point, right? I mean, technically you have to, but if you've got, you know, you're not going to get any sleep if you're parked on the side of the road because you've got 18 wheelers whizzing past you and moving your cab all night. You also have the potential of a cop coming by and be like, hey, you can't park here. Yeah. And you'd be like, well, you know, I'm close on my log and they'll be like, all right, we'll sit here for the next two hours till you can drive again and then get down here. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not safe either. You know, waking up at six in the morning and driving and then taking a break during the day and then driving at night. So I see a lot of shooting stars. Yeah, and, I'm, and I know what those look like. Exactly. And so there's a lot of times where I'm like, okay, was that a shooting star? Was that, I probably had over five years of doing it. Uh, I probably have a hundred of those that I saw. Yeah. Now there's ones every once in a while. I've probably seen four or five. Yeah. Where it was like, what the hell was that i know a shooting star and that was not a shooting star and right, if it was it was a meteor you know and then you go online and look up what i do is like next time i stop like here's the place i was in was there a meteor passing over this and okay, no. okay. So then it was like okay what was that one of them i think the most we were i was traveling back or traveling to sonoma and i was where the great divide is what's that uh there's this like giant wall of uh like a, a, a plateau or something, I think okay. it's called the great divide. It's what, what state are we in at this? I think it's either New Mexico or Arizona. Okay. Outside of one of those, um, is that considered the four corner states? Maybe, I think that's might be what it is. And that's maybe where that whole, uh, thing is. I wish I was more educated in that I was driving. So there's just like a, a, a stretch of road that's like, I don't know, maybe a hundred miles and you don't have anything out there. Yeah. And there's just a train and then a a highway. It's like Route 66, I think. Well, Route 66. Yeah. And so I was driving out there and there was a huge, as if a a meteor has that like kind of ball of light around it. Yeah. And something similar to that, I looked and I'm in, you know, there's somebody in front of me. And so I'm I'm watching and I look and I see it come like that. Yeah. And then I take my eyes off, I go back and it's gone. So it could have just burnt out. Could have burnt out. Well... <clears throat> about maybe three seconds longer. I look back and i went, like, what the hell? And I'm looking where, where it was. Yeah. I look back and I look over here and it starts again and it continues. Ooh, that's strange. And then it goes up. Yeah. And then out and disappears again. And I was like, what the hell was that? It, that kept me up for another, I could have stopped like two hours later and I was like, just thinking about that and running through and then I immediately just put on uh, Rogan's uh, alien, one of his alien episodes and I was like, I'm going to listen to, I'm going to listen to this and see, you know, if they get any answers from it. Did you? No, that's not how a comment works. Like it doesn't burn out and then burn yeah. back in. I've had somebody, somebody explain to me that it could have been like, you know, It burning in two, first of all, two, like an asteroid. I'd uh, broken off as two separate pieces. Two separate pieces or like it was an asteroid shower and that, you know, there was that one and there was another one coming in at a similar time because they're all within the same, you know. Yeah. There's those, but like even even the aura of light around it, the only reason my brain went to comet was because that's the only thing that it's got. Yeah. As an explanation, I've seen comets before. Yeah. it, It was not... It did not have the same light mm-hmm. or like That's uh weird. explained. Yeah. So that was the weirdest one, I think. And I've had a couple in Alaska when I was there. Um I wasn't trucking, but I was hunting with cousins and I had a couple a couple different like the uh the light comes in mm-hmm. as if it's a comet. Okay. But then it stays in the same place. Like it, it comes you know, in and then it just kind of hovers. Sim- yeah, kind of. But it's like your eyes are, you know. I can ima- I have a wild imagination, so I'm let you let my brain do whatever it can do when I'm smoking weed. And it's like, all right, how much of that was just me? You know, got stoned. This other one came in. It in it and it didn't come in. It was there. Interesting. I like looked at it and we're walking, and so I like again, you like stop. And, like, looking at it, and then I, like, look forward and look back, and it's gone. What the hell? And I saw that thing, like, two more times that night as we were walking to the camp. That's crazy. And then I kept being like, dude, look, ah, damn. I like try to get them to look at it and see it. And then, like, comet, dude. They're happening all the time up here.
0: You're like, this is not a comet. I'm like, no, I've seen comets. I know what a comet is. That wasn't it. Being out hunting, do you ever hear the stories of, like, the whole Yeti and Bigfoot stuff? Yeah. I've never been out hunting, so I, um... I've never thought about what you know those the realities of that, but I've had. Uh, I, I worked with a girl who is from um, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, and you know, there's just people who are just like the most honest people on the planet. Yeah, that's her, and all of her friends. They grew up. They grew up hunting and outdoors outdoorsmen like they know oh you can't eat that berry, but you can eat that bear like they, they'd be out in the forest like they they knew their shit right um she sent me these photos years ago when we were together they were like walking one way right and then parallel was this tall hairy creature like they could see through the valley running parallel with them and i was like what about like it wasn't a bear because unless this particular bear happened to want to walk on its hind legs for about three miles. Yeah. And they said after that, they're like, they were convinced like, no, there's something yeah. out there. The photo does not look like, I mean, it's hard to say, cause it's like all, uh, it's like the Mitch Hedberg thing. Like what if uh, Bigfoot's just blurry? Yeah, it's, it's like, he's kinda, it's kinda blurry. I think my brain wants there to be a Bigfoot.
1: Me too. Uh, and so I don't know how much of, um
0: and, and I've never seen anything. Uh, I've heard. Uh, to show this way, I'm going to cut some of these guys. Okay. Um, I know, look, you're like, wow, oh my God, I was taking on that length off. I that that. I'm just going to work on trusty. I'm glad realize. one of us does. <laughs> you know, nature makes a lot of weird
1: sounds. Uh, I've come up on, uh, I've hunted coyotes. where what I the, thought, uh, what I was hunting was a coyote. And it, I mean, the, every fiber in my being told me it was a coyote. And I saw it and it was still a coyote, and I pulled the trigger, and I went over there, and it was a badger. Weird. Like, I, your brain just plays, you, you know, your eyes, and your you make sense of what you want out there. Yeah. And so I could see uh, that happening for a ton of people. And I hey. think that if, if there was something uh, Bigfoot, as everybody, like, knows it to be, uh, we would have found it. My amount of time in the woods alone, uh, helped, makes me not believe it as much. I have become wary of it. But now if there's something that we don't know, like a second plane of existence that has beings or creatures that live alongside us that our psyche can't handle or see. Yeah. Maybe so. It's getting into a lot of, uh, hippie, uh, that's getting into, like, my Reddit would say, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, mumbo jumbo.
0: And well, there's that whole movie called what the bleep do we know? Yeah. And they, t- and there's, all, I, t- I talked about this once in another, um, in another episode with somebody else about it for some a completely different reason, by the way. And they talk about that. Like, if you, they said like, perhaps our bodies are able to like get in tune with this like other astral plane. Right. It's interesting. You take, you know, you like, you look the left and you're like, oh, I think I see something. Right. Mm-hmm. But your body is conditioned to know that no, that nothing should be there. Yeah. And so when you look, you don't see anything. Mm-hmm. But the reality is like what you thought you saw mm-hmm. was real. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like the last thing I want to do is be, you know, walk around my house alone and have well little scared. But I have a story about that. Okay. For anybody who ever has been out to Temecula. Ooh, yeah, I was born in that area. Really? of California? Oh, Temecula. Uh- <laughs> Temecula Lane was when I was. Sure, yeah, no, no. Temecula, California, right? So moved out there. I was 10 and my drummer, she had, her family had like a few acres of land and it was out in the, um, what they call the wine country. Okay. So Southern California wine country, right? We we're taking a break in from the band practice. Uh, I think I was like 18 or something like that. And I made a comment to her. I said, you know. I get kind of freaked out in your, in your house. She's like, you do? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, it's because there's nobody around. I'm like, no. I mean, by the way, it was almost, I mean, it would be pitch black. You'd go out into her property. Yeah. You wouldn't see anything. Like you had to like get out of your car and like open the gate and then drive in and then close the gate and then you'd drive up the dirt road. If it rained, good luck trying to get up. Cause there'd be like crevices and you're, Pop your tire or something like that or, yeah, yeah, yeah some off-roading shit i'm thinking to myself i'm like okay she and she asked me where i got freaked out in her house and i told her i go i said you know i get really stressed out in this one part of your kitchen and where there's like these double siding glass doors and um i just i go she goes why I, go, I don't know this is pitch by i just feel like something's watching me it, it just creeps me that f out yeah and i and then i i walked her to and i go this other sliding glass door that goes right down the hallway i go this sliding door and that sliding door freak me out yeah and i go i go i get so creeped out in those parts of your house. now i'm thinking i'm just somebody who doesn't like being in the dark right yeah and i have a fear of the dark but I, mean, I think like at some point your mind could start creating things that are not rational, right? Like, oh, there's a monster. There's no monster. She said, uh, and her parents were divorced, and so I never met her dad. There's there's a point to this story being, no, 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 it's good so good. And what happened is, uh, she goes, I think you need to talk to my dad. And her dad is like, you know, he's a super smart guy. I think he was like some sort of like engineer, just genius, like certified genius guy. She gets me on the phone with them and he asks me, he's like, Oh, so, you know, she says, uh, that you have a, a weird, you get creeped out in the house. I go, well, yeah, I go, I mean, sorry. I mean, I know you guys built this house and whatever. So I go through and I explain to him the areas that I get freaked out. in. he, she go. he goes, has she ever told you that I believe I've been abducted by aliens? <laughs> no, she didn't mention that. No, she did not. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, sir i i i go he goes just so you know and he's like telling me like every time he would have one of these episodes where he believes he's abducted he have the square throat thing that no doctor could figure out like all sorts of stuff right um and he was born with like a slight attachment of like a of a of a twin and so he believes because he may carry the gene for twins which some people believe if you've been abducted by illness that there's some like twin genetic thing or whatever and i was like okay i've watched enough x-files to like be up to date on this, right? And uh, he goes, well, here's the clincher. He goes, by the way, the two areas of the house that you're freaked out in, he goes, yeah, that's where they take me out of the house. <laughs> it's creepy. Ever since then, I'm always, like, looking to the sky. So I'm like, if I am ever, like, traveling, I'm in a hotel room, and I feel odd, I always go back to that conversation you know, with my uh, my old drummer's dad about about that. Because now it makes me start freaking out. I had a I had a dream in a deer
1: blind. Uh, so a lot of deer blinds, deer leases. You have a blind that overlooks a uh, a feeder, right? Yeah. And I was I was sitting in the deer blind. I probably had three beers and a shot of whiskey when I woke up. So I'm not drunk by any means, um, but it does make you like sleepily relaxed. And so I get in my blind. I turn my heater on. Uh, we had a heater in there. And uh, I got like a little propane heater that I use. It gets down to like, you know, 30 degrees. And I'm trying to be comfortable while I'm deer hunting. I sit in the blind and I kind of like, I always do a thing where I just, I I put my hands down like this Mm -hmm. and I have three beers left and I'll usually drink those after 10 o'clock because I'm waiting for somebody to come pick me up in the blind. Mm-hmm. And they're good. Three beers is a good amount of waiting beers. Got a happy buzz going on. I just kind of like closed my eyes and I'm sh- I'm like shaken awake by the deer feeder being just flooded with light. Light? Light. Like a spotlight, like a big spotlight being on it. Yeah. And I am like asleep when it happens. Yeah. So I like, I like wake up and I look at it and I'm like, what the hell? The light is there for maybe like, I mean, it could be an eternity, five seconds. Yeah, it you just did. felt like much, much, much longer. Yeah, yeah, and it goes off, and then I'm like, my, in, my thought, I'm like, oh, there's somebody out there, or mm-hmm. you're like, maybe somebody's like just walking along, and they like flooded the light, and then I start to like calm down, and then I can move, mm-hmm. and then I start really looking around. I grab my binoculars, I start looking around, can't find anything. And I'm just like, oh, I'm that. and then I, you know, drink the other three beers and then I'm sitting there. Cause now you're going for like sober, you're going for drunk bravery at this point. Like, yeah, let's get out there in this fear. But then I'm like, God, it, was, it was probably Austin walking around with the, deal. I don't have cell phone service. So I wait till he picks me up and I go, was one of y'all, I was like, was y'all walking around or doing something? He goes, no. All right. Uh, well, I had this happen and I explained it to him and he was like, that's freaky. So we get back to the deer camp. We tell everybody about it. And they're like, oh, it must've been some hog hunters that were out late and then just like shined on the the feeder the feeder, and was kind of like looking around, didn't know you were in there and then left. I was like, yeah, that's true. That whole weekend, every time we went to the bar, we're like, hey, if y'all hear any hog hunters, like, cause they're not supposed to be there. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, if they were there, surely just to know one of those things, it's like, I doubt it was hog hunters. It, yeah. You don't think you're I don't. I don't. In my head, I'm like, the more that I kicked it around that weekend, I was like, why would they be out at daybreak? They don't usually. They hunt till like four in the morning. They don't stay out till six. And if they did, number one, I would have heard their dogs. Yeah. Did nobody heard dogs that whole weekend? They're bay dogs, so they're making a ton of noise. Yeah. Say so, well, we're we're surrounded by. We have 500 acres there. the 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 rest of the land is it's in Lano, and it's surrounded by an old guy that like has his land and he runs cows yeah and he's like in his he was in his 70s at that point he's in his 80s now Is not up at six in the morning on somebody else's land you know mm-hmm. so it's like nothing none of it added up and I was like man and it I'm, what well, I'm telling you was like a like a, a light that was not If it was a spotlight, it had to have been like a helicopter spotlight,
0: but no sound from a helicopter. Like it lit up my entire candor. It looks like the aliens are looking, and they said, "Uh, we'll pass." Yeah, look at that guy now. I'm going to far side. Uh, I grew up reading the far side, and uh, there's a shows these two hunters, right? Yeah, and one of them has his back to the other, and the hunter has the flashlight. We just flash light in their eyes; they just get stunned. It's like catching frogs. Uh And the other guy behind him is like this: just the (laughs) light coming by, and other percent cheeseburger drops out of the sky
1: are you gonna eat it no i might take a (laughs) bite just a random cheeseburger
0: or a steak dinner a whole complete steak dinner oh i would be like comes out of the sky i'd just be like looking up like okay what else i don't know if i'd bite but yeah would. i would (laughs) especially if you were like filming an episode of your um show you'd be like oh i have to now yeah yeah do it for the content king content Yeah.
1: Talk about aliens and, 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 and ghosts, man, getting a feel, and I'm an empath. So I feel people's like, uh, vibes, vibes, dude. I'm, I'm big on vibes and, uh, good or bad. I call it my spidey sense. There is spidey sense. Some people have it. They
0: have that. I go, Ooh, like there's weird on my action. Yeah. It's like, I've always said, like, I don't know if I trust that person. And they tell you all these reasons you should. Right. And you just get this, you're like, I don't know. Something gives me the creeps where I want to keep a healthy distance between me and whoever this person giving me the bad vibes are yeah and then usually a few months later maybe a year later people are like could you believe that this person and the whole time you're like glad i did not have any of the ripple effect of being close to that individual yeah and you got some pretty creepy ghost vibes Yeah, Have you gone on those ghost tours? Yeah, so we've
1: done uh, New Orleans. A lot of my family's from Louisiana. My mom's side of the family's from Louisiana. And uh, we've done a lot of going to New Orleans. And like, I had a voodoo lady tell me I was going to be in a, uh, or a voodoo lady, a uh, um, tarot card reader. Okay. Um, My grandma calls them voodoo ladies. I don't don't think that would be, I don't think that's a derogatory term. No, and I, I don't see it as, I don't think that's what they, like, the, it's not a good representation of who it is Got but it's like there's these there's these people that practice voodoo yeah uh, in New Orleans specifically for fortune telling or, or mm-hmm. uh, you know um, tarot card reading all of that and I had a lady that gave me she asked me what I was doing with my life and I mm-hmm. said I'm just living it was right around when I'd started comedy and so she' asked if there's anything I'm passionate about I say you know, I just started stand-up. And she said, I can feel that you should be doing something and you're not doing it and holding yourself back from doing that. She gave me that whole, which is common. They tell people that all the time. Uh, And so I said, specifically, I want you to read my, like, what's going to happen with me, you know? Mm -hmm. And she laid it out and she said, you will have uh, five significant near-death experiences in your life. And she said, you've already gone through three. I can tell. Okay, well, that makes sense. I had this one, this one. So
0: you, you start finding the three. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so now where are the other two? Where the other two go?
1: She was like, and one will be very soon. Six weeks after that, I rolled a truck down a uh, county road. Yeah. Building power lines. It By all means, should not have lived through it. Basically, uh, it was not a miracle that I survived, but it I mean, you can say that in, in, in Dean Stanfield fashion, I should not have walked out of it. And I did. And I had three broken vertebrae and within six months I was like healed and back on the road doing whatever, never went back to a doctor's office, never took any more pain meds or raising muscle relaxers or whatever. Now, will I suffer for that later on in life? Yes. So there's one more like looming out there, mm-hmm. but she also, she was like, you're going to have, she was like, you're a warm personality who will bring a lot of happiness to people, all of this stuff. She said, if you do what you're supposed to do. She was like, if you follow your, your path your path. She's like, if you deviate from that, that's when things will go come murky for you. And it's like, all of that, you know, who needs a who needs a tarot card reader to tell you that?
0: I wonder if like for the people who who don't have supportive people in their lives, if they have that tarot card or that like psychic reading, you know, experience, right? Mm-hmm. If it's like, that's all they needed in their life to just go. To give them that? Just to give them that like, exactly. Like in daily exactly. stuff,
1: like you need to go, you know that you have to get up every morning uh, to, to do whatever it is you need to do. Yeah. But having that be a part of your routine and having that person give you validation for stuff you're doing or whatever, what have you, probably yeah. is really important. Throughout history, I think that's how people have been, you know, that person used to
0: hold a higher place in the world probably there's a fun conspiracy theory by the way i love conspiracy theories the way people love like the sweet six like, like they, they love college sports yeah but like, those people just love all college sports uh-huh like i don't think one is better or great or worse i just know about them all like those people can just number off the stats like 1979 who was the uh tr- ice majority like oh this guy and like they know they're like a walking the sports, hard went. I'm uh, uh, a little bit like that With and conspiracy mid 90s x-files I was like middle school. Yeah, so it was like that perfect time of like seeing that, you know, you had unsolved mysteries. You had all these other shows like kind of like in parallel with that, the little professor bookstore and they had like I um, mean, you mad this up on the internet. No, the internet, they didn't have it at the time. Oh, yeah, it yeah, it's like 1995. Oh, yeah. But the internet existed, oh. right? And it was like the Wild West of the internet. So it was like crazy. You didn't have ass jeans yet. No, no, you got you could search and you could find the craziest stuff. Like now you can't find these things. Yeah, but you could go to a bookstore and you could find, I mean, I'm, t- I mean, there was like aisles uh, at the of this, so like metaphysics, UFOs, spirituality, yeah. creatures, cryptoology. I mean, it was just like. I was like, kid in a candy store. There's a frequency, apparently, that the army decided not to use it, but you can apparently implant thoughts using a frequency. So when people say, like, oh, I was hearing voices, people are like, oh, they're crazy. I'm like, or they, or some guy, like, or a gal figuring out how to create this frequency and they're just trying in their house and making people around them. So you know what I would use? I would use it, and I would just, like, make people just want to give me 10 bucks because I'd be like, hey, come to the Best of the West show every Wednesday night. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, <laughs> which would be the equivalent, give me 10 bucks. Yeah, 100%. And then, and then, and then I was like, man, I was like, like, there's like some crazy stuff out there. That's like the one I just, I recently, I've heard about this, and then like, I recently, like in the last four days, got confirmation that like there's, I'll have to find it. I'll sit. Oh, you know, yeah, it's getting nuts. nuts. Yeah, this looks nice. 100%. Yeah because I wanted to kind of give you that 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 nice that nice flow back through here but I didn't want this part to like get so heavy because I had a shout that like when it, it was black it just kind of yeah it it was my first rodeo with you do you know what I'm saying yeah dude and um I didn't know how your hair was gonna curl and you know most of the mullets that I've given are like these like very hipster fashion mullets uh-huh so you know they uh they don't mind the the hard stop and like the shape thing and like a uh, this and that you know so To try and do this very nice and gentleman's... Said and gentleman's move. You know, I want to make sure I'm keeping the elegance in class. You know, she's not going for hipster. No, no, no. Even though we're roadhouse than hipster. I mean, we are in Austin, so hipster would be permissible to do here. Uh Uh-huh. But uh, I want something that people look and they go, that is a very well-maintained curly mullet. (laughs) Okay, so in the topic of ghosts, I do think there is
1: another plane of existence that people are stuck in i believe they call
0: that purgatory right
1: i think there's purgatory okay Uh, i don't know if it's the catholic version i don't know if it's you know the celtic version uh a a middle ground where people just get trapped yeah i've been to too many places that i've felt presences of people yeah and either they've like my uncle's trailer i stayed at for eight months in florence italy uh, that, uh, Texas. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of <laughs> European cities. There is, there is. <laughs> you can do a tour Paris oh. and yeah, uh, Florence. Texas is about an hour and ten away from here, um, okay. and that's where I, uh, from probably third grade through eighth grade, I stayed a lot. My who I call my Uncle Bill uh, is my dad's one of my dad's best friends growing up. Yeah, and he had a he moved to Oregon for a little while and they were on the road traveling, trucking. And so I was taking care of his place, the horses, the cows, and I was working in Georgetown. His great-granddad um, was, I think, German or Polish descent, came over here when he was like six mm-hmm. and immediately lost his family and had to work in a logging camp and came up as a cowboy, Has a really had a really wild life. Yeah. And he had these two pistols that he bought purchased when he was in, uh, and I'm sorry if I'm messing up the story, Bill, if you're listening, he had these two pistols that he, he bought relatively young and carried with him throughout his whole life. And that's something big, you know, yeah. it's a pocket knife. It's a, it's a, you yeah, know, anyway. mementos, heirlooms, and he had this box that he stuck, they stuck both of them in and had a couple pictures of him and a couple more mementos, like a knife and, uh, 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 uh pocket watch yeah they got it out of uh his bill's dad's house and they put it in the trailer and they hung it up uh-huh. I was there prior to them hanging it up and then I was the only one that lived in the trailer after that okay uh, for about another six months and as soon as that pitcher moved in there was all kinds of weird stuff that's happening and uh like a fiddle being played he was like loved the fiddle last oh, night uh, and played and was not very good at it. And so it a good sounding fiddle, it was just a note or a tone. And it's okay. one of those things where like, if you've heard it, there's a vent above the oven and what happened, flopping. F- flopping. And then when it catches a certain deal, if the wind's running just past it, it makes like a sound kind of like when you like blow on a glass, there you go, cool. that kind of deal. But in, in the tune of a fiddle, like you could tell it's like a long, like a, a, sh- a drawn out thing. Okay. I heard that probably three, 400 times in six months. And it would, I mean, okay, maybe I know 100 times, but I mean, but seriously, that like more than once is creepy. So much. And it would be that like where I would go back to the oven and then it was never long enough where it like caught, you would just hear it and you'd be like, oh, what is that? What is that? Like a cricket making a noise. Okay. And I'd go over to the oven and I'd, 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 I'd be like, you know, cause that was the explanation that was made. Oh, it's probably just this. And you heard the thing flapping, you're yeah. in and the wind is up. And it's like, okay. And then there would be nights where I was watching TV and there's no wind outside. And by the time I got up, it's dawn. Weird. And like weird stuff like that. Like I said, I'm, I'm an empath, but I could just feel when somebody's like in the room. Like it would, there would, there'd be times where I'd like walk out and like maybe turn the TV off to go to bed and I could just still feel that something's there. Like something's watching you or di- it's not even watching you. It's just that it's there. Like you can set something. There was an old lady that died that I saw like two weeks before uh, we were, it was, there was a storm and she was living by herself and, uh, it was in Edinburgh and I, it was on my regular route of customers for building power lines. Yes. Yeah. So you see people, you know, it's not all that's yeah. in the moment. Yeah, exactly. They know you, they know you. And if they have a problem, a lot of them had my personal phone that they could call, uh, which yeah. is the company paid for it. So, um, I would pass out my numbers. If you have something late at night, instead of calling it in or call it in and then call me so I can, you know, know what's going on. I'll meet you out there if you need help. This lady would call all the time. She just wanted, like power goes out and she would let me know, she'd keep me up Something that's annoying to a lot of people, but I was like, ah, oh, that's sweet, I like her. And she'd always make us cookies and stuff. So there's kind of a connection to her. She passed away. I saw her, you know, a couple of weeks before she did. And uh, she passed away in that house and we went to turn the power uh, to, like the family took it over so, Somebody else is on the account and uh, we went to change the meter out Yeah, uh, and do some do some stuff. We went over there and I could like, like I could feel that something was like there. There. Somebody was there. And I swear, well, we were out in the back work and just doing upgrades on the, like replacing her, you know, stem, her lines going to the house. I mean, I could just, I could, I swear I saw her
0: in the window. That's creepy. I've never had any supernatural earth ghost experiences of yeah. like that so like um like hearing those stories like like i've had so many people over the years of cutting hair tell me like oh i had this ghost story mm-hmm. or you know i don't know what it is i can't explain it and um like like the whole belief that there's another a plane of existence yeah. like from having a client um who was a quantum physics professor like having them like more or less be able to like explain scientifically, like how that actually could be possible. Yeah. You start going, okay, now that I understand there's like this science, this theoretical science is like, can be proven or at least theoretically show. So then um, like, it does make you wonder like what happens when you kick the bucket after you get stuck. There's like another, this and that. So what do you say? What do you, what, what is your without, I mean, I don't know that, that, We could go into hours and hours of talking about it, but what do you think happens when you die? I don't know. Okay, so I just finished, by the way, I don't know if you know this, uh, two nights ago was the season finale of um, The Sopranos.
1: What?
0: I didn't know it was still going on. It's not. I just finally caught up. (laughs) The ending scene, for those of you who've not watched it, you've had 20 years to do it, pause this, watch. All six episodes, they a batch and they play. Um, the way it ends, where it's just like a normal episode, and then it just stops, right? And there's a lot of like theories about what happens. Yeah, I think like um, you know, like do you remember what it was like before you were born? No. Do you feel like you missed out? Yeah, you do. Like bit. like like all the things you didn't know existed. Yeah, For maybe. I mean, I do feel like I should have been born at a different time. I I definitely have
1: that where I'm like, man, I just, I would have, it would have just been in the, just the 80s. I missed it by 10
0: years. I missed it. I think like from 68 to 78 would have been like so fun. Or the era of like when Motley Crue, that whole Sunset Strip era of like L.A. Like I think like that would have been like an era I would have thrived in. Mm -hmm. Um, Considering that I got to like experience the late 90s, early 2000s new metal scene of L.A. with like, you know, watching... Lincoln Park play, clubs, and all that stuff. You know, like that was a really fun, magical time in LA. And I could, I think that that was like probably a sliver of like these other eras. Yeah. You know, I don't stress out about it because I don't know it was like before I was born. I don't remember before a certain age, anyways. Yeah. So I just kind of think like, oh, well, maybe, maybe like you just keep, you know, I love the idea of reincarnation. Like I like these ideas like oh I got to come back in this form like maybe for sure enough for good things uh, where you give hand down not you give hand up have you ever heard of that term Uh-oh. so you give hand down where you, you do things that you, spe- you nobody can give you anything back because your hand's not giving anything exactly yeah. like I could be like hey here's the money I gave you I'm loaning you money but like I'm expecting it to come back where I could like oh, here's here's some 20 bucks in it. Yeah. like you don't have the option of putting the money back in like there's no way for me to, to grab right so it's like this concept like you can you give and you live your life getting hand down, or do you do things that are nice. Yeah, where you're getting then something comes back exactly hand up. I like that. And so I figure if you did, if you if you live your life giving hand down, you know, um, expecting nothing in return, it, with the idea of reincarnation, the way it's been explained to me from from clients who 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 have a really strong belief in it, you uh, you come back and you know you 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 get to learn more lessons. Yeah, you know? and. Uh, I really do think that like, life is one big education. Yeah. I think you got one shot at it. Now then worrying about what happens after
1: this really, because like, uh, you know, you looked at, I love that you say that. Cause can, I'm right there
0: with you. Yeah. Somebody asked you like, you don't care about what happens when you, like go, look, I'm sure I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make as many friends. I'm going to hopefully bring as much joy as I possibly can. Yeah. And if there is some.
1: I realized middle school was a lot of fun oh dude and that was the last time I ever did that dude, I'm an on yeah and, and I knew it I knew it in high school people were like oh you have to plan for this no I don't no, no I don't I, I I need to enjoy wherever I'm at right now and I need to worry about this and I I mean down with do you a great job of that and but every time I made that leap because I think you make like you make like four or five in a short period of your life and then the rest of it is just your life you know you're a kid and you want to be you're kindergarten you want to be a first grader first grader you want to be a second grader second grader third grader and then you look back and be like ah shit I should have I mean I had a blast doing all this like stopping and smelling the roses-esque of, of style of living your life yeah uh, truly right. being in the ball and being present yeah and like, fight, like fighting for that the one thing you can't do once you're gone is looking back no, I don't want to look back. I want to, I want to enjoy it all here. And then whenever it happens, if I can look back, I'd like to like, I'm hoping that it's it's not looking back and watching everything, you know? Like I already did it. I, I'm, I'm happy with it. So when I move on to the next thing, I
0: can enjoy whatever that is. Somebody said, you know, it's really, if you can look back at the things so far in your life and look back with no regret. Yeah. And um, then you're doing a pretty good job. And I thought regret was interesting the way just said, you know, signing in the things that you did is sometimes things you don't get to do. It's just, you know, like, uh, like when I travel, it took me, uh, I, I went over to Europe for like a month. I'm like in my late twenties, maybe I was like, maybe 29 or something like that. I spent way too much money. Yeah. I mean, it's money. You can make more of it. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. Well, will I go back to Paris again? Look, I have enough potential life ahead of me where I could go to Paris many times, right? Yeah. Look, I'm 41. The average age is like, what, 80? So I have another good 40 years of going places, right? Yeah. However, right now, it doesn't look like I'm going there. The point of it is like, do all of the experiences. Like, go and live your life. Do those things. Yeah. Money comes and goes. You can make it and lose it so quick. I've done it a hundred times. Well, hey, you know what happens? You know what goes, like, when, like, all these things, the yeah. experiences, these memories, this is what life's about. Yeah. Hey, hey. It's that. All right, your hair is like something white now. Got okay. it. So, let I me mean, brush this through. Okay. Um, do you want me to, like, round brush that whole front, get, like, a nice little, you know, Travis trick going on? <laughs> yeah, we can make a Travis trick go on. Oh, I'll, I'll do my hand Okay. We got a surprise
1: birthday party for our roommate, Kyle. Have you Who's met Kyle? that, Kyle? Oh, you got to meet Kyle. I don't know Kyle.
0: Okay, I know Maverick. Okay, I had Maverick on. Oh, yeah. How was that? It was cool. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah.
1: We have, uh, so yeah, in the house, it's Kyle, Maverick, and Laser. All right, do you want me to use your stuff? Do you want me to use the stuff I used on you last time? Uh, Or it's your call. I mean, I use that stuff every day. So that stuff's going in my hair. No matter what. No matter what. Do you want to try and loose?
0: Yeah. Loose I might loose. get it bigger. Yeah. All right, fold, let's try that. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, I did you know i to do it? Because I'm gonna pause this, and uh, I'll go to the bathroom too. And we're back. Bathroom break. Bathroom break. Look at that JB Mooney shirt, dude. The oh, white wow. the shirt. Or JB Mooney. Uh-huh. It's by
1: Dale Brisby. Who's that? He's a uh, um, hell of a guy. Uh, internet uh, personality. He's a rodeo cowboy. Okay. Uh, and um, he is. Uh, he makes amazing content um, surrounding the rodeo world. That's a good way to put Dale Brisby. He's a handsome guy.
0: Well, uh, it was actually really interesting to find out that uh, Maverick had done rodeo. Yeah, he was a Bulldog. So, so, yeah, and I also found out that he hates karaoke. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, he has big fear of singing karaoke or something like that. Does he really? Yeah, I don't know. That is super interesting. Yeah, and I told him, I go, he says, like, don't put me up there. And I was like, okay, so like uh, a fun night out of scaring the crap out of both of us and be throwing up on an open mic night, uh, where I would, be like, I don't, I don't, I'd probably just, you know, get arrested for saying some sort of. Inappropriate thing that I thought was funny at the time. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I probably would. I probably just freeze. And his was like, I could, we could do that and you could laugh at me. Mm -hmm. And then I could watch you do karaoke. And he's like, uh uh. He did not like that idea. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. So big goose ball. Yeah. Lots of moose. Okay. So the moose is going to be, uh, should we turn the, should we turn the deal where I don't want to do that. Okay. It's, I want to sit down and do this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, uh, there's not enough room over where the camera is. That's true. All right. But I can describe what I'm doing is that your hair, I I wanted to, I resaturate it where, if you listen, we're gonna be real quiet, it makes this sound. Like you, you have water in your shoes. Okay, like yeah. So you y'all in pod, a puddle and it goes squish, 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 squish. That's what you want. Okay. And then you can put your product in, right? So some people, depending on their, their hair type, right? They may use a cream because there's, their curl is so strong they need something to maybe keep the frizz under control, right? Okay. So that's where conditioner looks. I actually woke up with a girl uh, and she has her hair really curly. Like it's this, it's coarse, big, expansive, curly hair. She just puts conditioner in. Uh-huh. Like lots of it. And she just lets it air dry and it's beautiful, yep. right? And then there is gel and gel helps kind of um, it has more shine and it gets a little bit more whole. So like maybe if your curl is not as regular and you need to manipulate it, you can kind of manipulate it and then it's going to keep that fold going on. That's oh, what I did last time. Uh, moose is the same way. However, moose is really great for making the hair get binger. So if you want bigger hair, big have hair. Moose is really awesome for that. Okay. Since you don't mind having big Texas hair. That's right. Um, I'm putting the loosen because I know the gel. The gel looked great. Yeah. But I'm thinking, what could happen if we just put a lot more mousse? Okay. You want enough product that when you are combing it through, yeah. And you see that that film pop up on the comb, yeah. Then you know you have enough.
1: Now I, this is going to be a question for next time, uh, uh, later. But what what would a blowout do to my hair?
0: A blowout, like blow dry with the round brush and all that. I don't know. I heard people talk about Brazilian blowouts. Oh, I never no. okay. So, should get your hair blown? No, 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 no. no. So, um, Brazilian blowouts are designed to help smooth out the hair cuticle. So, what happens is it's designed to make sure that your hair is not going to be frizzy. Okay. It also can make the hair lose its curl. So, you would have no frizz, but you could potentially also have no curl. That sounds terrible. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying it always happens. It's that there is a potential for that. I haven't done them in years. So I'm not up to date on, you know, You you like of okay. like it. If you do it a little bit, if it won't do that much, I just know in my interactions with guests in the salon who do have a Brazilian blowout, their hair may be curly like yours and mine naturally. But it's very straight. And maybe it's because people are, uh, the hairdresser who's doing that is taken to his most craziest extreme. Yeah. So that way, like, yeah, it's going to be smooth, but it's also going to be straight. That is not an uncommon thing. Um, your best bet, if you're trying to minimize the frizz, yeah, is just use a more product. Okay. And you use leaving conditioner. Okay. You know, so yeah. do stuff like that. When, you're, yeah, this is conditioner. This is... This is heavier. Is it? I thought I leaving. Okay, so this is what I thought it was. Is you could put this in. It's light enough, but see, the, the viscosity of this stuff is pretty thick. Okay, so it could be weighing your hair down. Uh huh. But like three or four in there, and I get it gone. Yeah, yeah. And and then if you're now that you're putting it in is with where the the water saturation is higher. Yeah. It's probably not going to be as as crazy, but if you put it in when, like, the towel dryer your and then applied it in, that would have been too much. Okay. then back? Yeah, then you could rinse it and put that in there. Um, I just like using products that are going to be a little bit lighter mm. because I don't want. Um... All right, let me go through. Wow. S- squeeze the. I don't want the uh... mm. the product to be weighing down. I want everything to be. Yeah, so while I go through and put the mousse in, I'm squeezing the hair to get that residual water out. And this is going to help dry. And I'm moving my hands back on the sides because I want your flow to start You out. Know? Uh-huh. And then I'm going to start scrunching behind the ears. Sorry if I'm pulling your hair. Try not to look Yeah, Cool. So now we have a lot more curled. Oh for all of that <laughs> there it is dude it is for Oh, solid all yet yeah. so do that and I'm gonna do what I like, gotta do and I expect to do my little hairspray which helps speed up the the process yeah. back to Brazilian blowouts wanna hear a fun hair st- hairdresser story about Brazilian blowouts uh huh okay when Brazilian blowouts came out I'm like in my mid 20s right okay I did not know what a Brazilian blowout was yeah so what's happened is, you know, I'm in Newport Beach. There's a bunch of like attractive women who are much older than me, right? Like the, the trophy wives of Newport Beach and they're my clients. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them are like, oh, they're like, oh, I just got this Brazilian. And let me tell you, it makes it so smooth. It's so much more manageable. You know, every couple of months I go through, I get a Brazilian and my life is great It is so smooth. Like, you know, I don't have to deal with the, all that hair anymore. Right. And the only thing at this time I know of is a Brazilian wax. So the whole time I'm thinking these women <laughs> are describing their, like, Brazilian waxing. And, and it's I'm, so smooth. It, it, yeah. You're so, so smooth with it. And I'm thinking. Well, there's not this hair to deal with. Yeah. And all I, all I keep thinking about is, why are you telling me this? <laughs> and then I'm like, are they kidding on me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then one of them was like, see, look at my hair. See, with the Brazilian, it took, like, the 10th person to tell me this. Before you Before life. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And they're like, there'll the Brazilian blowout. I was like, that's what, they're, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. totally add me for a loop, <laughs> That's great. But like, think about it. Like, how would you know? Yeah. If somebody says, says a Brazilian and the only thing I know of is a wax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wild. So, low speed. Okay. High heat If you're going to use a diffuser. Okay. If you want, you could use that bonnet. That I talked about. Actually, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on real quick. This is an anti humidity serum. So yeah. I'm gonna just rub a little. Just gonna squeeze some of it in. I want to break it up. The mousse and the hairspray could get like a little crunchy, um, like a little too stiff, probably. I just wanna just do that here in the back. I want your curls to not be so uh, fixed, if you will. Okay. Okay. So I'm just took that and let's out a few things going on. And I wonder how
1: that, did you see the bald spot last time? I don't know if it's a bald spot, but there's like, it's thin in there. Well, what is your opinion? With my opinion? Yeah. Is it thinning or not? There is a density change. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was light.
0: You were philatelite. Yeah. (laughs) I know what's happening. Hey, but guess what? Okay. So here's the thing. It's not uncommon for guys to have something like that, right? Yeah. It usually happens in two places, crown or hairline. All right? I'd rather it be the crown. Well, with your hairstyle, you could cover it up real quick. Okay. Because you're just going back, right? Yeah. Now, there's a few things we couldn't be doing right now. Okay. You could be using, like, Rogaine, the cream. And that does work for that area. I, I've, I've had clients to go over the years just to do that. Yeah. And worst case scenario, it just stops it where it is. When I say worst case, I guess worst case is that it doesn't work and you go bald. Best case is that it grows hair back and it becomes more thicker. for maybe. Me, you know, I was thick and long, but thicker at the scalp area, so it's more dense. You know, you can pick up gain at like a HEB or something. Yeah, I think so. I think this will be good. I also don't want to get uh, it too hot to your chain. Oh, okay. Because I know that when I diffuse with my necklace on, burn the shit out of my Oh, really? Get
1: fat. So you working on any uh, new material? Yeah. Uh, I've been in like, I think I just got out of like a month and a half bigger straws. Writer's block. It's like I mean, I I write constantly, and I always have. uh, I love writing, and so I'm always I'm always teetering around with ideas and throwing stuff out there. But when you're doing that, if you're doing it right, I say you are going to go through some times where it's just like it's it might be funny stuff, but it's just not worthwhile material. Do you write Do you write those bad jokes down? Yeah. Yeah, I write it. I mean, I write everything down, and then I, I perform almost every tone.
0: Even the bad joke? Even the bad joke. You feel it's already a bad joke. Yeah. And you're like, this is going to be bad. Yeah. Why didn't you do it? It's not going to prove it to myself. You got to show yourself that it's bad. Yeah. Had
1: yeah. you did wrong? I had it a few times, and that's why I did it. Okay. There's, there's times where I'm like, this is so dumb. Like, I would say I have a bit... Uh, This uh, hamster cancer
0: Yeah I see that Yeah so that this, it's a bit about It's only like what 12 million views on your uh, Yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: And so uh I think it's only like 8 But uh Yeah yeah yes. you, uh, you have a couple there In like the The yeah 7-12 million views Views yeah Yeah But when I did that one I just thought Like Hamster cancer is a very Just funny thing to say Ham Like ham Yeah it's everybody funny That there's hamster cancer And um my dad. Uh, and uh The story is derived and derived from a conversation and a uh, uh, veterinarian uh, visit that my grand, but my dad had. Really? Yeah. So, and it's yeah. It, it, the story from what happened to where it is is very different, and it's just a playful thing. About so there's what like a happened. So there's like a truth of origin to this. Yes, in in a way. Okay. But I kept I kept trying to make that joke work for like five months and it just wouldn't work yeah. and I was just like I would say it and then it's like the angles that I took were not funny but it, it, if I thought of something and I thought it was funny you have to trust yourself that it is funny yeah and it's not just gonna be it's not a perfect joke is it just gonna fall on your lap there's a premise that's funny and you continue to work on it and sometimes with me if something's stuck in my head I have to say it and people have to not laugh for me to go, okay, that's not funny. If I don't get it out, then I'm going to be stuck on whatever that is thing that I said. And then I'm like, that is funny. I just haven't tried it yet. And then you try it. The people yeah. don't laugh. And you're like, okay, now I can move on or take a different
0: angle on it. Has like the crowd participation sometimes changed the trip the plan, course of action with the joke? Yeah, like they laugh at stuff. And like you can,
1: there's a lot of times... uh and none of it's out. So I, I have a backlog of, I don't know, 200 hours of videos of me doing stand-up. And I go through and watch them like, videotape. Yeah. So if I have something that pops or if it's, you know, on an audio recording, there's times that people laugh at stuff. And then, it like, I'm in the moment. And I'm like, you can see it in my face where I'm like, oh, why'd they laugh at that? That's what makes me go back in a film and be like, okay, what did I say right there? Or why did I say it like that? And then add that back into it. Yeah, there's a ton of times where I'm like, I have a weird, and it's just getting better at comedy. Uh, I've gotten rid of this a little bit, but you, you have to, Like, I love it with the proud being involved in the joke. Yeah. You know? And you have to, you got to take that into account that some nights people are just draw for people are just, I'm extra, you know, Dean, uh, I'm being extra that night. And so I yeah. just, they're wrapped up in it and that's why they're laughing. And it might just be because I'm smiling. So they want to laugh. Cause I have like a, mischievous grin going on. Yeah. And it's like, okay, was that funny? Or was that just because you were being, you wiggled your head the right way and they laughed, you know? And some people are just like
0: funny. Yeah. Like, uh, I feel like every time, well, I say every time, the past two times, this time being the second time, I reference the uh, Jerry Seinfeld thing. And he's just, like, going hard, as they say in uh, basketball, part of the paint. Yeah. It's Zach Galifianakis. Like, no. He's like, you come and say, you, you're just funny. He's like, you just look funny. You don't even have to say anything. You're just funny. And he's like, well, I think it's great. like, no, it's fucking great. Like, like Jerry is like basically trying to tell Zach like he has this beautiful talent there. of just some people who have it. Just have this, like, he's funny. I remember watching Zach Galifianakis when he was on uh, VH1. Ah. dude. And I was like, this guy's amazing. And then I, I did see him for the longest time. Yeah. And then one of my buddies brought over this DVD of uh, Live at the Purple Onion. Oh. Oh. The best. I tell everybody, like, if you like Zach Galifianakis, that right there, yeah, 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 is if you don't like him, it, like it's yeah. Alvin White unfiltered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the
1: best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the purple onion are two of what elephant in the room is Patrice O'Neill. Okay, but anybody that's just like, if you want to see just a work of a work of art, yeah, and somebody being the most themselves represented in a in a in a, yeah. a stand up special, cola. And, and authenticity, I think, is something that I, like, I crave. And so I really appreciate
0: both those specials for that reason. Because they seem 100% authentic. And Zach, like, I'm pretty sure Zach writes and jokes. Yeah. But the way he's on stage, none of it looks premeditated. Uh-uh. It looks like he just went up there... And he's just funny. And that's the smoke and mirrors. That's the yeah, beautiful bar. That's the beautiful of yeah. How do you
1: feel like you may have gotten over writer's block? I don't know. I definitely think there was a lot of factors that went into it. Like, I was on the road a lot. And I wasn't, I wasn't able to be on stage every single night. And so that got me out of somewhat of a flow. But I think it's just something natural. I chop it up to everybody goes through it. And you got to figure out how to get out of it as quick as you can. You get, you get down on yourself. And especially after there's so much, there's so many highs in stand up where it's like you get to a certain height and then like the feeling about yourself, like the shows that you're doing, you're crushing, they're doing really well. And then it seems like there's like a, a cloud that's hovering and it's, it's coming for you. Something little happens and it, it, it takes that Jenga block out. It was, it was very unsturdy anyway. Yeah. Either you weren't believing in yourself enough or whatever. And you start to get depressed. And then that just takes away from your creativity. It's happened to me, I would say, in five years, probably about five times. It's like once a year, twice a year, and maybe. It just, it gets to the point where I'm like, I've got so much of this, you know, I've got funny jokes, I'm just not writing anything new. And I need to, but it, it puts you in a mood where, like, it's stressful. And what you're doing is not fun. So this is sightful. Yeah, and the quicker you get out of it, the better. And like I said, I think I might be on the outside of it. But also stuff like, it's me, like not doing, I'm not going to open mics enough. Like I'm relying on working out material at shows, where I should be. Like tonight, I'm going to this fun- Birthday thing. For my thing. Birthday thing for my friend. You should be at his open mic. I should be at an open mic. Open mics are depressing and uh, soul-sucking at times. Yeah. Um, but if I wanted to get better tonight, I would you get him up at night. I'd go to him, I'm like, we'll see if I do it. I I mean, I'll have, I have, think I have the opportunity to do one or two, maybe. But those are also difficult because you got to be like, for me, I have to sign up four or five days in advance. Like, there's there's a system of how you do it. Okay.
0: And I got out of that system because I was doing so many shows that I didn't have to. You want to go back in there. It's like going and training for a vet. Yeah. Like you've been running so many marathons, that yeah, you'd had you'd have a little bit of a break, be like, Now you gotta get back to training for your marathon again. Exactly. There's people that are doing it that like
1: are still in it that are training for that marathon and it's it's weird to like and it still has to drop in and then being like, Hey, you know, uh cigar enough to like I gotta know that if I wanna go to Buzz Nell I gotta sign up on Tuesday the week before. Yeah. But then if I get a show on a Tuesday, then I have to drop that. Because I'm not going to... You're not going to have a show? I'm going to do a show over at Open Mic. But then you're doing shows, you're out thinking about it, and then it's like the, the next week comes, you're like... I was all cocky doing shows last week, and now I don't have anything booked. I got like three shows booked this week. Yeah. And it's like I need to be on stage for more than that because I've got, you know, I've got headline shows coming up in June that I need to be prepared for. Yeah. And if I go at this current, you know, two to three shows a week, four shows a week maybe, then that's not going to cut it, you know. I'd be doing more than that. And then it's, am I worried about just getting on stage or am I writing, you know, staying in that headspace
0: of of writing. If it was easy, anybody would do it. I'm glad I didn't choose that career path. I think half the stuff I think would be really funny would just be if it's not well received. I mean, I think there's a lot of things that if, if you're going for... Well, a lot of my favorite comedians are like quite... Uh, are you taking a photo? Are you going to coast this I He had my hair done for laser tag.
1: Oh, no! Wow, tits. I said retake until I say that. there you go. Yeah, I think so. Um, if you're okay with that. Right, uh, do do you uh, do you mind if I tag you? Okay. I, okay. Cool. Yeah. And then we got that show. I mean, the people you know stuff coming out that I'm like, uh, I think that's going to do well for us. And it's going to be a way for us to
0: get on the road and do you yeah. know fun shit, more fun shit. It's like three friends are all comedians checking out the most random stuff that. Do, you, maybe you've seen three see or four. It. Well, I saw I saw the the trailer right. So like, yeah, or yeah, ran fair. There's fishing in. There's like hiding in the bushes with guns. Those are things I remember watching, right? Yeah, they do so. Oh. The thing is, is like, um, I know the last time you were here, you told me that Miyaka never shot a gun. So I'm assuming it's the first time she shot a gun. Right? Yeah. Uh, who picked the Ren Faire? Uh, Laser. And okay. then the fishing thing? You? Uh, me and
1: Laser. Okay. Because we both grew up with South Texas uh, fishing in our, you know.
0: I mean, I can only imagine the other things that you guys have not filmed that are on your list that you want to, to do. Yeah. And this is the thing we're like,
1: this is just a proof of purchase, you know? Um, like, Hey, this is the idea. Uh, We've got stuff on backlog. Like, I mean, between racing, uh, cars and horse racing, Mm -hmm. and you want to go to the horse racing track and talk through looking at, you know, talk to the jockeys, learn the betting side of things, lasers all into gambling. So am I. I don't love it as much as he does, but uh, I don't know why that didn't surprise me. <laughs> but there is like a a, a wild uh, uh, culture around horse racing that
0: would just be interesting. I remember being a kid going to the horse races. I remember some there's somewhere in California, not the San Anita's horse race, but I think it was somewhere closer where we live. And I remember my mom and dad and some friends were all we were all there. I remember not seeing any of the kids the way i think i was the yeah. only child at the horse track yeah and uh i was helping pick the horses because the name right. play show yeah it's like oh you like this name i like that name alright we're gonna go and then we go to the the front what we'll this on that and i think we won money and i just felt like i think i was like maybe six yeah six or seven seven seven-ish. i think seven maybe eight sorry not six probably seven and oh, maybe eight i just remember thinking i knew i was a I knew I'm not supposed to be gambling. Yeah. But because I was able to help pick the names, I felt like I was doing something really wrong, yeah. which made it feel that much more exciting. It's like for at sure. an early age, I just knew that's this is cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My grandparents would give us lotto scratchers. Uh huh. In our um, uh, for in Christmas and birthday cards. Yeah. So we'd get like a lot of. I remember like in. I want fourteen dollars. You know, when you're seven, fourteen dollars. Oh, Five. a million bucks, dude! You're se- tell me it's not a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. Dean, how does this feel?
1: Oh, brother, man, it feels amazing, and I can tell looking at it right you now. You can, you can. No, stop. it looks amazing. Here, take a closer gander. Ugh, take a Take look at that, dude. Look at that. Take a fucking gander.
0: Yeah. I exactly what I wanted. Cool, man. Yeah. It was just um, like I said. It was just kind of shaving off. my like, ah, Shaving it's actually not shaving, but like there's like this little bit of hair that was kind of like coming over on the sides. Yeah. Like right up in through here. And then I didn't want to actually go through and round brush it or anything. Cause I just thought of that. Thought 100%. You got your curls. You got that. Uh, let, let me. Yeah, dude. So The people you know. Yeah. Is, is that the, the name of the YouTube channel? Like where's it? Uh, people you know, TB. Uh, it's, so you can find us, uh,
1: people you know on Instagram, uh, people you know, TB. Uh, on on YouTube that's where everything will be dropping okay. uh you can always find it on my page uh Instagram uh dna stanfield uh along with uh dates of shows best of the west every Wednesday 8 p.m uh and uh, other content that I'm sure you could enjoy or not enjoy uh but yeah the people you know really look forward to looking at I think uh, you, presumably it's out in you know now so go check out people you know hopefully it's a it's a multi hopefully you already know about it yeah and uh, well you know it's already popping well we talked about in the last one Did we really? Yeah, you talked about it. Oh, that's right. Because I mentioned
0: Bianca. Yeah. I I think she, her voice is funny. Yeah, it is. Her voice is like, what is it? Did I tell you last time? Uh, It's like like somebody who smokes. What was it? It was like a, it was just funny. She's a A a dolphin, her laugh
1: specifically is like a dolphin that smokes cigarettes for 30 years.
0: Yeah, and she's smoking flipper. A a chain smoking flipper. (laughs) Oh, that's great, dude. All right, man, we're out of here. Later.